Welcome to the Unburden Your Business podcast, where we talk about everything business while giving you tactical tips, tricks, and tools to help you be intentional, create strategies, and take immediate action so that you too can have a life of time and financial freedom. I'm your host, Cassidy Arbelli, and I am so happy that you're here. Let's get to today's episode. Today on the Unburden Your Business podcast, I'm actually really excited to bring on someone that kind of does something similar to me, which is super exciting to hear from another perspective. She is a podcast host as well of the Imperfect Mompreneur, and I am just excited to dive into some of the things that we talked about when it comes to failure and how to become a leader and how to show up as a person your clients and customers need to be. And so we are going to dive into that. And I am so ready. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Onina. I am really excited that first I got your name right, I hope. (laughs) And, um, you know, I can see you. I see this beautiful woman sitting across from me on the virtual call. But for those of you that obviously are just listening, I'm excited to have you get to know her. So tell me a little bit about your story, what you do and kind of who you are. Yeah. Hello, everyone. So my name is Olivia Nike. I am a confidence coach and business strategist for mom entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, um, experts and service-based providers who want to hit their five-figure months consistently in less time. And so what I love to do and who I work with is moms, because I am a mom. I have a four-year-old, well, she just turned five, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. I'm a wife. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. And I just love helping other moms really be able to create a business that they love um, that is profitable, right? That's why we want it, a profitable business that allows them the ability to to create impact, make a change, uh, but also be able to spend time with their kids um, at home, right? Um, And have that time freedom of being able to be an entrepreneur and a businesswoman um, and not be stuck to the nine to five grind, (laughs) so to speak. So that's what I do. Um, And I'm excited to be here and just share some knowledge here. Awesome. And, you know, I'm also an entrepreneur, mom, mompreneur, whatever you want to call it, right? There's so many different ways we can, um, you know, title it or phrase it. And really, ultimately, we are women who are raising babies and building businesses at the end of the day. And that includes so many other different dynamics than maybe our counterparts. We have to still manage the home and take care of the kids and, as mothers, we just worry in different ways and we are nurturing in different ways. And that also trickles into our business as well and makes us better at what we do, I think, for the most part. Not to say that men aren't super helpful. I mean, my husband, you know, after 10 years being together and both of us being entrepreneurs, like we are very much, you know, 50 50 in a lot of ways and things but then there's times where I'm 70 and he's 30 and then there's times he's 70 and I'm 30 and and we've learned how to do that dance a little bit which so grateful for I know not everybody has that privilege so talk to me a little bit about this idea and this message of you know failing right so how did you how do you feel like because it's your perspective of the failure how do you feel like there was times when you started your business and that journey of just 
failing. Yeah. So, I mean, my perspective of failing has definitely changed. Um, I grew up in a really strict home. And so failure was like the end of the world. Like if you failed, that was it. And there's an internalization of that. And I think a lot of us do, right? Like we're like, oh my God, I'm a failure or whatever. Um, but for me, when I first started, it was like it had to be perfect. And so um, it felt like I couldn't really put myself out there, which is really important, right? Um, as entrepreneurs, I couldn't like, I couldn't move forward in my business to do the things that I knew needed to happen in order to gain clients and actually grow my business because I felt like it had to be perfect. The website had to be perfect. The branding had to be perfect. The words I was saying had to be perfect. The way I was showing up had to be perfect. Um, and the thing is I made a, well, when I first started, I was offline, it was like face-to-face -face networking, not bad, but then COVID happened and I made this pivot online and I even changed um, my ideal client who I was serving. And so I was making this shift while at home with the two little ones and so even that sense of perfection of like, oh my gosh, will people take me seriously? I've got two kids running around and these are kids that are like attached to me all the time. Um, and so it was just this, this overwhelming feeling of like, it's not perfect, I shouldn't move forward with it. Um, and so I was failing left and right because I was waiting for things to be perfect. And when things weren't working out, I was just internalizing this and feeling like, should I even be moving forward? Should I even be doing this business? Um, and really had to do a lot of self-reflection and that's why I think failure is so important is it gives us the opportunity to learn and to grow from obviously what we failed at, whatever it may be, but there's opportunities for self-reflection too. And so I was able to, you know, do some self-reflection and be like, why am I so hard on myself about this? Um, but also what does this, fit, this, this not working out in this way show me? Well, maybe this is not the right style for me or what does the data show me and so becoming more because i'm an analytical thinker anyways but more analytical about looking at failure and seeing it as an opportunity for growth as as an opportunity for self-awareness an opportunity to learn um and so now i actually embrace failure because it's an opportunity for me to go back and say hey so what happened like where did we go wrong or what could we have done better um and so i, I see failure in a different way and i don't internalize it which is i think where people get stuck they get so stuck in like i failed it's over you know, the whole dramatic thing um, and not realizing that failure can actually is a really a powerful way to keep moving forward. If you don't fail, you can never succeed. So I agree on so many levels of that, but mostly the fact that it is such a huge opportunity for self-awareness. And I also think though that people aren't necessarily conditioned to take the time to learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. And Kind of what I mean by that is like you saying, like, take that time after the failure or at least whatever you think the setback was and learn from it and then continue taking another step forward because that's the only way any of us in business have been successful. We have all just not quit and we just try to get better with each step that we're taking. And even when you have success, well, how did that success happen? And what were the steps that you took? I can't tell you how many times I talk to business owners and I'm like, well, what, what is something that attributes to your success? What are some things that you think you do well? And they can't even tell me, meaning that they're really just kind of going with the flow and it happens to work. And there's obviously something they're doing that's working well, but they have no idea what it is. They're not even taking the time to really assess who they are, how they show up, what's working, what's not. Tell me, how you think, what have you learned about yourself? Yeah, so I've learned that I have a lot of, 
like I said, the perfectionism <laughs> tendencies. Um, and that's where the like the that, that whole journey took me through is realizing that I, again, a lot of it being like, I have really strict parents. And so I didn't realize how strict I was on myself for everything to look and be perfect. I realized for myself that I didn't have as much patience as I thought I did. And so I've learned how to be more patient. Um, and I realized that I have a lot of fear around being vulnerable and opening up and being online. I'm not saying you have to give your whole business, but a part of being able to attract the right people to you and really call in the right clients and even grow your business is being a bit authentic and a, a little bit vulnerable and just sharing um, because the women who connect to me, they connect to me because of my story. And there's a point in time where I didn't want to share that. I was like, oh no. Um, and so I, I'm learning a lot about just a lot of the rules also I had in my mind about what professionalism looked like and what it meant to be an entrepreneur, right? We, we hold this thought of what entrepreneur and business looks like when you're outside of it. And so when you're in it, you don't realize how messy it can get, you know, with all the different pieces to it. And so I'm learning to really let go of the expectation of what that is and to just enjoy my own journey because what I'm going through is unique to me. Yes, there are things that obviously all of us, I think, all go through, but to not look and compare myself to others and be like, why am I not here? Or why am I not doing this? And really recognize what works for me for where I am in my life and my business right now and what I'm looking to achieve in the future with it. Yeah. I'm sure anyone listening is like, wow, this sounds so much like the things Cassidy talks about, but it's got to be refreshing to hear another voice and another story kind of echoing some of the things that. I'm constantly preaching. Are you all listening? <laughs> you know, because it's like 100%. And the more you take the leap and dive in and just get started, I've been in this 10 years and I'm still fumbling over myself many times. And I already know that that's kind of part of the progress and the process. And that probably is never going to change. It's going to get easier as time goes on. But like, tell me a little bit about how you tried to plan for everything you thought was going to happen and then what did happen and then how you approach things differently now. Yeah. So for me, when I first started my business, I mean, I think we all think again, expectations of what we think everything should look like. Um, and I started off as a career coach and then I had planned what everything should look like. And then COVID happened and I was getting ready to relaunch and I remember, you know, I had two little ones and I was trying to figure out like, how do you do this online thing? How do you get clients online? How do you show up in social media? Um, and I, I, I'm a planner, so I did plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to launch this way. It's going to look this way. This is going to happen. I'm going to have all these people come to me. Like it was just, you know, perfect in my head. Um, and then it happened and like, it was crickets. I was like, what's going on? Things didn't go as, you know, as I thought, you know, I launched the website. I thought, hey, this is going to bring people. Nope, that's not the way that works either. <laughs> it's not you launching, you bring, they come. And so I had to really, again, just sit back and reflect. And again, the, the failure piece of, again, trying to understand what, what went wrong or what, what caused this um, result. Um, and then what could I have done differently? And so for me, it's what I've learned is, yes, definitely planning is important as an entrepreneur, but plan almost with like the flexibility of understanding, like if it doesn't go right, what's your plan B, what's your plan C, but also like we talk a lot about assessing. Like I do a lot of assessment and I even tell my, teach my clients this because I don't, it's a, I, it's a missing link. I see in a lot of um, 
businesses. And I think you even mentioned it when you said pe some people are just going with the flow. They don't really understand how they're getting the success they're having. They're like, oh, that's a fluke, but that works. So I'm keep doing it. And so I'm really big about like the best way to continue to replicate something that's working is to actually analyze it, step back and just see what's working and how is it working? What's created this result so that you can keep replicating it, but with more confidence and understanding of this is the thing that I'm doing um, to make that happen. And from a place of, of course, recognizing life, I mean, we're constantly changing. Entrepreneurship is about change. The online world is about change, right? We've seen the world change so quickly in, in, a, in a year and a half. Um, and so being flexible is a big part of it because obviously I didn't plan for COVID, I didn't plan for quarantine, I didn't plan for the kids to be here and be online. I just had to adapt to that with what's happening in the world and how do I continue to grow my business knowing that I have to make some of these changes. Yeah, and that idea of like, do you need to plan for things? Absolutely. You have to know what direction you want to go and put your blinders on and not look in any other direction, but straight forward to where it is that you're going and make that plan, have a strategy, take action, while also understanding that you have to be prepared to fail. It's almost, it's counterintuitive. It doesn't even make sense. It's like, you want me to have a plan and a strategy and then take action, but know that I'm going to fail. <laughs> like, because I think, and then the more times you fall down and get back up, the more it's easier next time it happens. Or the more you can start almost being aware and seeing the triggers before things spiral into maybe a failure. And you can catch those ahead of time because now you're a little bit more experienced. There's only one way we all learn how to walk. It's by getting up, trying, falling down, getting up, trying, falling. I mean, if all of us as humans stopped trying to walk a couple of times after we oh. fell down, like where would we be? Right. So I definitely love that idea. Talk to me a little bit about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called Imperfect Mompreneur Podcast, and it launched in December of last year. And it's actually one of those, like, took forever to launch because I was like, it's going to fail. I don't have a big following yet, et cetera, um, and all these excuses. But I just told myself, like, I really want to be able to be a voice for, for moms, especially during, again, it was during COVID and all this is happening, um, and give them the opportunity to really get the resources and tools and hear stories of other mom entrepreneurs um, who are on the same journey, who are also trying to either start, grow, or scale their businesses, um, and to be able to share that, share that with them. So that's why I started the podcast. And so it's a mix of like, I have some solo shows and I have some guest shows. So they get the opportunity to just hear my own point of view and my story, um, but also to hear from other, again, mom entrepreneurs who are in the same place as they are and hear what, what's working for them in their business and, and how they are also um, balancing motherhood, <laughs> entrepreneurship, and every other thing. Some of them even still have a job. Um, so yeah, that was wow. Talk to me how you balance it. Um, well, I don't work. So my full time is my kids and my business. <laughs> um, and so um, before actually my, my daughter just started kindergarten three weeks ago. So before that, it was me and both of them. And so a big part of balancing it was really carving out time and being very intentional because my time is limited, right? I don't have like someone who doesn't have to worry about kids. They can commit all their time and energy to it and so children are a lot of energy we know that in time and so I had to really carve out like in the morning I'd get up super early before them to you know do my morning stuff routine and whatever and just give a little bit of time to my business nap time would be again a good time to just go in and you know do very specific tasks that I knew were going to move my business forward like I don't 
I try not to, in, like now I'm a lot better at indulging things that are just going to not do anything to move my business forward. So I'm always big about really identifying what are those um, revenue generating things and things that are gonna move your business forward as compared to just doing things, especially again, limited time. And then at night, I would wait for when they go to bed and I'd give myself like an hour. And that's actually when I would like edit and do all the stuff for my podcast would be in the evenings because <laughs> it's quiet and I don't have to worry about kids like mom, mom, mom. Um, and so just cover out those times. And then on a weekend, I give myself three or four hours because they're there with their, 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 um, their dad because um, he's not working so he can have time for the, uh, with them so I can actually focus on whatever needs to get done. So it was just carving out stuff and really being intentional um, about focusing during those times because I knew my focus would be completely on it because with kids, right? They jump in at any moment and be like, I need this and your focus completely breaks and you've got to like reorganize yourself <laughs> to be back in what you're doing. So yeah. Like you're at war and you have to like re yeah. reevaluate the strategy a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. What kind of things do you do for you? Yeah. So for me, when I can, I take most, last Saturday I actually took off, I went and got a manicure, pedicure. Um, I like just to like pamper myself, that's my self-care. Um, we live on the opposite coast of our, my family, which is not a bad thing because before COVID we travel all the time and just drop them there. <laughs> but now it's not as simple. Um, but usually like if we could we just have my parents, you know, watch them and I would, I'm a New Yorker. I was, I grew up in New York. And so I just spend time with family and friends over there. Um, while we're here, like I said, just like to pamper myself. Um, my husband's pretty good with like, he knows like Saturdays are my day. So I'm always like, hey, <laughs> you know, take the kids. <laughs> Let me, you know, have my day. And he's pretty good about that as well. So that's usually my like quiet day to just read, reflect, um, take a walk. And I mean, I, I hang out with my kids. Like I love taking them out too as well. I mean, people don't always see that as doing something for yourself. But I, I'm really big about like, they're only little for so long. So I love taking them to like the park or museum and things like that. So that's also stuff I do for myself because I create those memories for when they get big. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Great. <laughs> what are some things you notice that mompreneurs, and when, I, when we say mompreneurs, it's really moms who are becoming entrepreneurs and building their own income and their businesses, whether it's just one person show or building a team or it evolves into something else. What do you feel like is the biggest struggle? I think what I, what I've seen is the balancing piece of it is I think, I think being a mom, just a, maybe our mindset is we want to do it all. <laughs> And so we want to do it all. And we actually want to do it all amazing. We want to be 100% with everything we do, right? Being a mom, being an entrepreneur, if you're managing a team, managing your team. And I think sometimes it's this mindset of I have to be over everything. And so we are harder on ourselves, <laughs> I think, than anyone else. And so I think the, it's very hard to balance because as much as you know, moms want to, I hear, I see so many, so often in my group, it's all mompreneurs. They're always like, oh, I'm stressed out. How are people doing this? Like <laughs> the kids are, I want them to go to school and I've got to do X, Y, and Z. And so trying to, to juggle it all and be it all for everyone um, is I think the, the hardest the hardest part. And I love that you ask like, what do you do for yourself? We rarely do for ourselves, right? We do for ourselves usually when we're like at our last drop, like we are exhausted, we are tired. And then we're like, oh my gosh, I need to take a step back. But I'm big about like, don't wait till you are like at your like wit's end. 
um, to recognize that like self-care and time and balancing all these things are necessary on a daily and weekly basis. It shouldn't be like when you're like <laughs> on the edge um, and ready to like fall over. Yeah, something that I recognized I needed about three years ago, it was around my birthday. My birthday's in December and my husband's like, well, what do you want? We really try to tell each other what we want so we don't have to stress about gifts. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you're getting me for Mother's Day. This is what you're getting. <laughs> you know, so we try to make it easy because I can't handle that pressure. I'm like, you return everything I get you. Just tell me what we want. So um, I, he asked me and I said, you know, if I'm being 100% honest, I want to book a hotel and I live in Las Vegas. So there's plenty of options and I just want to be there for like 24 hours by myself. No offense, honey, but I don't want you. I don't want the kids. I don't want the dog. I don't want anybody else. Just me. I want to watch TV and read books and take a bath and order room service and whatever. So he, as a gift, I mean, I could have done this for myself, but it was from him. He booked me a hotel for two nights. So it was actually like almost 48 hours. And we had like a coupon discount as being a local to go to the spa. So I booked a spa treatment and I have done this every year since during my birthday. And now I'm even contemplating adding another weekend because it is the most like refreshing pause timeout, like quiet literally quiet for 48 hours. It is the most blissful thing in the world. And I use this time to also reflect like the new year's coming up. What do I see for myself? What are some things I want to work on? I'll choose my word of the year. I'll choose kind of like, you know, different things. And it is, I call it my mommy staycation. And I know many women that have done this since just kind of seeing me do it. And I'm like, this needs to be a movement. It needs to be a holiday. It just needs to be a thing because, and you know what? I think dads need it too. And I constantly tell my husband, I'm like, go, just go book a room and do your thing. And it's funny, this last time it was during COVID um, and I ended up booking, it was three nights because I was doing also a virtual thing during it. It was like a kind of like a virtual retreat. It was like, you know, self-development and self-whatever. And so I was like, okay, it's three days. I want to be able to do that also while I'm just taking a break and unplugging. And I was at the Wynn Hotel and all of a sudden somebody knocks on my door and it wasn't room service. Like I had already eaten whatever. And I look out the little people and it's security. I'm like, oh shit. So I open the door and they're like, uh, ma'am, we, we see that you have the do not disturb sign on for the last 36 hours. And we were just trying to make sure you're okay. I'm alive and breathing very happily. Thank you. I'm like, you see me ordering room service. <laughs> you know, I'm in here alive, but unfortunately it's because of some previous things that have happened in Las Vegas. Um, we won't get into that, but you know, it was just, it was kind of comical at that point because they were like, are you alive in there? But, uh, that's definitely one thing that I've noticed for myself that I need. And, um, recently I went on a weekend that was actually up in the mountains. It's about two hour drive from here. And now I'm starting to want to just go out in nature and do that alone. Um, so 
that's been something that I've done that's just evolved that just helps me come back refreshed, fully pumped, fully fueled, fully just ready to dive back in. And when I feel that burnout and I feel that overwhelm creeping back in, or when I'm starting to resent my kids a little bit because they won't shut up or you know, I'm noticing I'm not enjoying motherhood suddenly, or I'm not enjoying business suddenly, or I just know myself enough to say, all right, it's time for a timeout. I need a break. And uh, luckily my husband's really supportive in that sense, but having that self-awareness and knowing what it is that you need, sometimes it's different. Sometimes you need to go spend time with a girlfriend. Sometimes you need to get away with your spouse. Sometimes you just need to sleep like just go sleep, right? You know, or whatever that looks like. I think that's really important. Um, so talk to me about what, what life looks like for you moving into the future. Yeah. So for me, continuously growing my business, I actually was doing one-on-one for a while and actually just launched my first, um, in the new year group program in August. No, not August. I, I launched it in July. So just got um, a couple, it's a mastermind for mompreneurs. <laughs> um, and so they actually, I have a couple ladies in there now. And so they're going to be with me till the ending of October. Um, and so working with them, and then my, my goal is to continue to grow that mastermind and eventually actually have a retreat next year. Um, and part of that is the self-care piece of it as well, of like helping them not just grow their business quickly, but to also recognize the importance, like you said, of self-care and when they're hitting their limit, both as a mom, as a wife, and as an entrepreneur, um, to really create a sustainable business for themselves that's profitable, but also allows them to, to flourish as well. So I'm excited about just those things, the retreat, the mastermind, and continuing to grow uh, my business um, as a coach, as a consultant, and then part of it is speaking too. Um, hopefully when things start to open up a little bit more, I start getting on more stages internationally. So those are my, my goals <laughs> for next year. I love that. I love that, you know, you, you know more or less what those look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to somebody, I don't remember where it was, but I had, you know, started this online business about a year ago. It's been on my heart for years to do. I have a huge gap in my industry. Uh, not a lot of women on the top. My mission is to help more get up there as much as possible and do better than even I have. And it's just more of a passion project for me. It's definitely personal. It's me on a platter. It's vulnerable. It's all the things. I've always been an open book. I've always been super blunt and honest to a fault. But this has been something different for me. It's not a brick and mortar business like I've been used to. A lot of tech learning, a lot of learning how to communicate digitally, different things like that. And I forgot what my point was. No, <laughs> my point was that um, I was writing down about a week ago in my planner and just kind of not journaling, but like strategically calculating figures and thinking about all the things that I would want to do and show up for and where I feel like a lot of women in my industry have expressed that they need a, have something, a need that needs to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I started just taking a look at what that looks like. And I wrote down the goals for the next year, two years, three years, four years, five years of like, if everything panned out perfectly, if we had the plan right, quote unquote, what would income look like? What would expenses look like? What would impact look like? How many people could we impact? What would their results be? How do we start 
screaming from the rooftops, different things we want changed in our industry, how much power would that create? All the different things. And it was like 1230 at night. And I just remember like getting overwhelmed with emotion and, and crying, like, just like weirdly, right? It wasn't like I was sad. It wasn't like I was happy. It, it just took over me in a way. And I'm staring at these numbers and these things. And it was almost this overwhelming feeling like you are so on the right path and good for you for kind of giving myself a pep talk here in the middle of the night while I'm crying <laughs> in the dark at my kitchen table. Um, but I was like, good for you for shooting far, even though you still have no clue where this is going to go or what it's going to look like, or knowing too that what I wrote here, I might look back in five years and it could have been a joke that I shot only that far and I might be so much further along, or it could be a joke like, what the hell was I thinking? However, like I just felt so aligned and so in the right place. And so I'm basically telling you what I told myself, like kudos, be proud, just keep going, don't give up. You know, like you said, just like you, you, you fall down, you get back up and you learn and you keep going. And those are the people who win. Those are the people who are resilient and relentless and can sustain the things. And, um, you know, when you have something in front of you, you realize all the things you went through, this thing in front of you is not that big a deal. Like look back and see all the stuff you went through and you went through it. So why can't you go through this next thing? And you absolutely can. So, um, Right now, as I'm looking at you, it says faith can move mountains behind you on the wall. And that is so true. Sometimes you just, I mean, no matter what you believe in, it doesn't matter. You got to have faith in yourself, right? And sometimes just taking that leap of faith and not being afraid to fall. Um, and, you know, again, falling and failing is all relative to our own perspective. Where I feel like I fail, other people are like, I only wish I could fall there. Like, I only wish I was that high to have been able to still fall in that sense. And, or they're just looking at me like, you know, I don't even understand what you're talking about. And, yeah. you know, this is all about you. This is internal and take that time away to check in with yourself and be aware. Self-awareness is one of the most powerful and incredible tools that you have in your pocket as a human being to really live out the potential of your life and your purpose and your abilities in this world. And if you're not self-aware, you're just winging it. And that's not how you create an incredible life, right? So I just want to say thank you so much for coming to share your story and being on the podcast. And I'm really excited to check out your podcast myself. So for all of you listening, please go check out the Imperfect Mompreneur podcast. And if you are looking for some help as a mompreneur and learning how to balance, integrate life, business, and all the things woman, um, please go check out our new and incredible friend. So please tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Or connect yeah. sure so um i'm mainly on facebook i mean i have instagram too so facebook or instagram all of them are my name um as well as my website so oninecianike.com um is my website and then you can just look up omine anike or yeah omine anike both on um, instagram and on uh, facebook awesome i will make sure to link all that too so that 
everybody can take a look at the show notes to get all the links to connect with you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love listening to your story and I'm excited to listen to your podcast and connect. So thank you everyone so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure that you share it with your friends, family, coworkers, your neighbor, I don't know, the dog walker, whoever (laughs) might need to listen to this message. And as always, if you could subscribe or submit a review, we would highly appreciate it. And I will catch you next week. I'm so excited to announce our first annual female insurance agency owners retreat happening March 25th through the 27th in 2022. A weekend dedicated to relaxation, reflection, and connection. Get in the room with other like-minded women in the insurance industry while making the time to get in alignment, learn from the best, and truly have an epic experience that is going to be life-changing. Check the link in the show notes for more information. Space is limited.